Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome morning. to Game Changer. The crew is here today. Hey, it's hey, hey. On. So we're going we're gonna to do something a little a little different today. We're going to wing the whole thing. We're just going to have a conversation. <laughs> one big one big conversation on being intentional. Huh? So I had the best of intentions. When I uh, when I think of it, f- first thing I think of, um, I guess the opposite <laughs> of being intentional would be a lot of us. <laughs> it's funny you laugh because a lot of it has nothing to do with this. Like honestly, we're very intentional this morning with our subject. But um, the opposite of being intentional would be, you know, are you just going through the motions? That's something that comes to my mind, right? I mean, because to be, in, I guess, by sheer definition, to be an intention, to be an intentional about something, you have to know what it is. You have to be, you know, focused on it. So I think going through the motions, or, um, you know, in a car, cruise control. You know, cruise control comes to my mind. Cruise control. I've never really used and liked cruise control. I know some people swear by it. Maybe some of you guys do. It's on I road like, trips, man. I like to feel it when I drive, but but cruise control. Cruise control is, in a in a sense, not being intentional. Autopilot, you know, if you, is your life on autopilot, right? I mean, I think these are the things that, if you're on autopilot too long, you know, you you're missing out on a life of intentionality. And so, just being intentional, I you know, it's um, I know we you, Walt, you brought this to the table, and and I want to um get you to really kind of kick us off here, but you know, just just think of those things. Think of autopilot, you know, cruise control, going through the motions. If you're just getting up, you know, if you if you want to know if you're not living a life full of intention or with intentional intentionality, then I think that if you go through a couple of weeks, a month, and all of a sudden you get up and you're like, man, I gotta go. I got to go to work today. It's just another day. It's just another another dollar. Another man. It's just getting up again. I'm going to brush my teeth again. I'm going to do my hair again. I'm going to get a shot. You know, you're just going through the motions. And listen, there's times when we all get that way. So if you've ever thought that, that's not what I'm talking about. But if you've if you've experienced that in a lengthy period of time, I think that that's kind of what we're going to flip on this ear today. So what what, what do you want to bring to the table with this? Kind of maybe get everybody on the right <laughs> well, page. First, I'll tell you a little funny story. I just told uh, Sam and Ezra, mm-hmm. just to give an example of some best of intentions. So this morning, I go to the gas station, and uh, this is not the first time it's happened, unfortunately, that this same scenario has happened. But anyway, guys come to the door, and I was like, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to open the door for him. And he walks through, and he says, thank you. And in my mind, I was trying to decide whether I was going to say no problem or you're welcome. What came out of my mouth was your problem. Uh, so I had the best of intentions of just being nice to the guy. Instead, this guy's probably thinking I'm crazy, and he's probably like trying to like look around his back and you know make sure I'm not coming behind him to do something. But I had the best of intentions just to be nice and caring to this guy. Um, but no, like so that's a goofy story. But what really brought this up to me was the other day we were meeting um, mm-hmm. uh, with a couple of our uh, leadership and. We were talking about some things that we want to do and, and things that we have had plans to do, but they just keep getting put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I had the best of intentions to like do that, but it just got put to the back burner and it started to begin to really chew on me a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I just was like, man, you can really live and die by the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. And the idea of best of is more like it's an idea of intentionality. It's not really the, the action mm-hmm. of intentionality. And sometimes we just can get buried in it. Did he throw you a look when you said that? He definitely did. <laughs> he definitely did. He's Dude, like, what? Just what? Imagine you're walking in Starbucks. Somebody holds the door and you walk in. They're like, your problem. Like, I don't know what to make of that. That seriously is not the first time <laughs> like, that's happened before. But here's the craziest thing. So seriously, like from the Bible says from the heart, right? The mouth speaks. Like, you know, think about it. Like, what were you what, what were you thinking? Like, you have, to, you have to kind of trace that back. And go, Whoa, where did that come from? That's no like, clue. you know, like, where did that come from? You know? Like where the guy walks by and you just trip him, you know, I was like, you know, oh, oops, I meant to hold the door open for you, not trip you. <laughs> he just said, oh, thank you. And I was like, your problem. <laughs> like that's, that's what happened. I don't know. My problem, Walt probably, you had to recover from that, right? Your problem, my problem. You know what? No problem. <laughs> nope. Of course, I made it more awkward by not saying anything else. Yeah, yeah, just- well, you know, Walt did. Walt just, Walt just. Uh, he just bit on the fact that this guy thought he said no problem. Like I would have looked, of course, that, that guy was, didn't say your problem. Well, that doesn't make any sense. If I that just, was me, I literally would have walked. I literally just walked back in my car and just sat there in sullen silence. For today like five is not minutes. the day. Actually, actually, I would have recovered. I would have recovered. Like open the door. Your problem is my problem. The door was in your way. I'll take the burden. So best. Okay. So best of intentions. I, when you're saying that too, I'm thinking. Um, you know, I'm thinking that <clears throat> when we're confronted sometimes, right, with with those situations, and it could be in a business setting, it could be a home setting, it could be, I'm going to tell you, man, I, you know, God confronts me all the time in my quiet times mm-hmm. with those types of things. Or, you know, when I'm reflecting on the day driving home. So, I mean, the Lord always, conf- you know, confronts you with those things. He brings them up, I should say. Um, not in a guilt way, but in a God way. And, you know, every time I do that, you know, you notice when you really have someone close to you that cares. So we're talking about leadership. You have leadership that cares. You have a spouse that cares, or you have a God that cares, or friends that care. You know, then, then you're not really ever allowed to get away with that because you can say, "I had the best of intentions," and eventually, what you're doing is you're defending your character. You know, which is not in question. Mm-hmm. It's not the character that's in question, right? It's it's um, it's it's something different. And I think if we misplace sometimes. You know, uh, we misplace that. Like, I, you know, I'm defending my. Wait, wait, I, I mean, I, I'm a good guy. I, I, I wanted to get that done. I, mean, I had every intention of getting that done. It's just this. And then, you know, what we're doing, what we really have to do and realize, I think, is when the best of intentions, we have to, we can't validate the excuses that we allow ourselves to live with. And you mentioned that it would piggyback on procrastination, mm-hmm. and it really, it kind of does piggyback on it with that that uh, word uh, the when we were walking around with sam the other day and had his my arm around him and you know you're kind of using that as procrastination it's like you know i had it's my character's not a question and if i give this if i give air to this if i give life to this if i give space and validate this then then i'm never going to really you know live the life mm-hmm. abundant life that god wants for me. You know, that makes sense. I mean, I know that's kind of further down the line, but I mean, I, you know, the Bible says small foxes spoil the vine. And there's a song by casting crowns to my slow fade. It doesn't, things don't happen overnight. We just, we don't, we don't, you know, fall into a deep hole overnight. We kind of usually we slide into one, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I think even thought like, so the, one of the Bible verses I was looking up, uh, is in Proverbs. It says all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the mm-hmm. Lord weighs the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, we talked about stop making excuses, you know, 
in our mind, we're like, well, I had plans to do this. Like I was mm-hmm. going to do this good thing, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> well, now it's today. Right. Uh, right. So we have all these things, but the Lord knows like your spirit. Like, so just stop making the excuse and say, you know what? I've, I failed. I dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. And then let's move on to the next phase, which is some redemption. <clears throat> yeah. And I think too many times it's, we get in this defensive mode and it's like, well, but you know, I was planning on doing that. Right. You know, I was going to, I was going to do that. So it pull, just, pull Proverbs 16, two back up, Mike, for a second. The, the, the scripture again, this is cool. So all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. Okay. Again, God, men have, man has, think about this. What I, what I just said a minute ago, I didn't know you were gonna pull that scripture up, but what I just said, it's like, we always are looking at the wrong. We're always defensive. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, oh, wait a minute. My ways are pure. You know what I mean? I'm a good guy. I'm a good girl. I'm, I meant, I, listen, I want to see this thing work. I want to see this happen. I want to see, you know, I, I listen, I want to see my, my kids, you know, uh, get, get, get to this level, whatever it is. I want, I, I want to get healthy. And it's like the man, the ways of a man are pure in his eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. So God's, and what's crazy is when you say, when you say we own up to it, when we, when we do own up to it, God doesn't come by what our fear is possibly, I guess, is that, you know, God is, it's God going to chastise me is he gonna you know is he gonna just wear me out with this this like kind of nagging you know uh you know i told you so you know what i mean if you just listen to me he god's not like that mm-hmm. so when you when you when he weighs the spirit and you and you come to the place of hey you know what i just really jacked up it's almost like god comes in then and then he deals with instantly grace covers you feel better and then god begins to show you listen you're not that far off mm-hmm. let me just show you a few tweaks here you know it's kind of crazy huh what, and I think we, again, it goes back to what we've been talked several times in the last several weeks about how we try to put God in this box. Mm-hmm. We are assuming God's reaction, and therefore we're trying to like cover our tracks. Yeah. But it's saying here, He already knows. <laughs> like, so that's why you want to just stop and get it. It's like if if you're running late to work, mm-hmm. some people will try to come up with every excuse under the sun of why I'm late. Right. When really it was just I overslept. You know, like. God already knows that. Don't come up with an excuse. Just say like, God, I've wanted to do some great things and I messed up. And he already knows that. And he's like, hey, I'm glad we can get past that. Here's good news, Walter. Today's a new day. This is what I've got planned for you. Let's go out there and attack it. And I think that's, we just get caught up in this like cover our tracks mode because we're putting him in a box of he's going to react like Mike Cherub would react. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to react like Walter would react. Instead of saying, thank no, he's God. God. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so grateful that God doesn't act, uh, react like Mike here does. Coming right back to it. Can you can you imagine? Like if you had, God was like, hey, listen, I'm going to reboot your computer in just a minute. I mean, listen, I'll get to it in a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Hey, aren't you glad that God doesn't act like David? <laughs> aren't you glad? All right, come on. I'm going to throw, throw myself right under the bus with you, Mike. Oh, man, I'm rebooting uh, your computer like 18 times today, <laughs> randomly. The other scripture. It's funny when you ever talk about IT people, you just always like go, you always default to reboot a computer or something. You know, it's like there's so many more sophisticated, you know, uh, ideas and, you know, things. It's so, funny that you bring that up because somebody, somebody that in marketing asked me that one day, they're like, why is that your default answer? And I'm like, and I explained it to him and he finally understood why that was like a default answer in IT because he had the same thing. He's like, why is that always the why is that always the go to? Why is that why is that always what you say? Why is that always the first thing that you guys do? And I'm like, there's a reason behind it. And then I explained it and he actually laughed because he's like, Oh, that actually makes sense. 
Oh, it's weird how that works. Uh, what was funny was you when you brought up this title, it reminded me. Uh, I just finished watching the newest season of a TV show called Better Call Saul, and I had the best of intentions. It was literally how they describe like so many people describe the main character of the show because he's a con man. Basically, he's a con man with a heart of gold as an attorney, and everybody that knows him well always says he always has he always has his heart in the right place. He always has the best of intentions, but the way he gets there is the most ludicrous thing ever. The most complex cons to get the answer that he wants or the result that he wants. You know, you know, really quick, because I know you're going to go into a different point. I don't know the story. I don't know the show. And so I have no no idea. But just, it's a show. So shows have a happy endings and fairy tale endings at the end of, you know, at the end of episodes and things work out that way. But you know, the reality is life would never, as a believer, you'll never be able to get to the positive result. So using that, just general again snapshot of that so whether you've seen this or not listeners i haven't but hearing that so the guy evidently solves problems and does good things like robin hood right but he does it in bad ways yep so so here's the thing robin hood would never work in the kingdom of god nope because the reality is the outcome if you're a child of god the outcome is never going to be that way because god's going to make sure of it mm-hmm because he doesn't subscribe to it. So in other words, you know, that good intentions is not good enough. That's a good quote, right? My good intentions are not good enough. You, you, so I'm going to say it again, Sam, my good intentions are not good enough. You know, in, it requires a good God mm-hmm. because the reality is my good intentions will never get me to that result that Mike, you know, you know, God would look at Robin Hood and be like, all right, listen, you know, I get it. I care about those people too, but let me just show you a better way. And that's just the way the Lord is. You know, he's not going to take, he's not going to take shortcuts. No, it's true. Um, and to piggyback, even off of what you were just saying, the verse I was going to next use was in James four seventeen. It says, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it's sin. Mm. Um, I think it's important that we know that at first. It sounds like really harsh, almost like, like just to say, hey, you know what's right to do. You're just sinning, right? Yeah. It's harsh to hear it that way, but it's also really good news because it's like you already have the the answer to these excuses that you just need to stop it. Like could mm-hmm. quit living in sin. It's like with my kids sometimes, and obviously my dad would probably say I was the exact same way. When you mess up, and and you you like if I go to my kids and I say, hey, why'd you do that? And they start giving me all these different excuses and like try to find several different ways to somehow dig themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. But it just furthers the, the, the lie or furthers the problem. And when it finally surfaces, it's like, okay, here's the root. Right. It's like, okay, now we can move forward. Like, I'm glad we got that out. But mm-hmm. look how much time we wasted. Look how much, you know, energy was spent on just, let's just get this out in the open and move forward because the the ultimate answer is is god is jesus you know um and we just overcomplicate it and and again it went back to my leadership meeting that i'm just thinking let's just stop making the excuses we do have a lot of great ideas but we're gonna need to prioritize some and start delegating some and we're gonna have to seek the lord on a lot Because otherwise, we're going to find ourselves spinning tires and not getting anything done. And then we're going to come back and say, man, we had intentions to make that really successful. It just, uh, we didn't have enough actionable items to really tackle. 
Right. So we never got anywhere. Mm. Mm. I looked up the def. I'm a definition guy. I looked up the definition of uh, or define good intentions. The end or object intended purpose intentions purpose or attitude towards the effect of one's actions or conduct. But I like this. See how it uses like sentence. I don't know the definition of this is, but I can only imagine. Right? It says a bungler with good intentions. I was like a bungler, you know, like a, you know, you're gonna, I, I don't know if I've ever used that word. I think I, I mean, I've heard of it. Like, you know, how are you going to bungle that up? It's like, I guess, jack it up, right? A person who habitually bungles things in An amateur. amateur. <laughs> so <laughs> a bungler, I'm going to use that word today. I'm going to call, I'm going to call my sales. I'm going to say, guys, don't be bunglers today. Right. <laughs> Quit bungling around. Quit bungling around. What is, Mike, keep that definition up or send that to me. Cause I want that one, but look at the word bungle just, just so we can get the, exact context here of this that it. so bungle yeah he let the r in there bungle he bungled it B- carry out clumsily or incompetently dude so so a bungler with good intentions it's like i don't want listen i don't want let's can, can you just put that in context for a second i don't want a chef that's a bungler with good intentions <laughs> you know what i mean i don't want an uber driver that's a bungler with good intentions <laughs> i don't want a doctor that's a bungler with good intentions right i mean they're, they're, listen I intended on sewing up that wound, you know. I intended on, you know, not leaving my scalpel inside I, of your body. Yeah, I accidentally left the other needle in there, so I had to grab another one while Oops. I was sewing. <laughs> yeah, I bungled right clumsily. Can you imagine the Uber driver, you know, this driving? You know, I, I I meant to look where I was going. You know, it's like it's uh, you don't want somebody, you know, with good intentions. And it's interesting how they they use they use a bungler, you know as a uh, as a point of reference because it's it's an amateur thing to have good intentions for the long haul like if you live life with good intentions and you never and you 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 know it would be it would it would be the definition of insanity you'd be doing the same thing over and over expecting a different outcome and the reality is you have to become intentional that's the thing you have to become intentional and not just have good intentions Speaking of bungle, I was driving home yesterday and there was a truck. <laughs> There's three cop cars and a truck and a light pole that's sitting like at a 45 degree Sounds angle. Sounds like a joke. Three and cops, I was like, three cops, a pole, a and light I'm pole. like, I'm just looking. There's no other car around. It's literally just the one car. And I'm like, how did you hit a light pole, bro? Like, it, it didn't even move. How did you manage that? Also, oh, how did you hit it so hard that it's sitting at a 45 degree angle? <laughs> just, <laughs> I, was driving, I was like, how did you manage that? I don't know how people. I, well, I had a good intentions. I mean, I didn't intend on looking. At my I was just trying to get to the soup. I was just trying to get the Publix. I needed some fried chicken, but the light pole jumped out in front of me. I don't know. Hmm. It was only supposed to be a seventeen degree angle, and <laughs> yeah. I got carried away. I don't know. It was a real important text. I'm just kidding. Oh man, I just was looking up another a quote. It says, "No one would remember the Good Samaritan if he'd only had good intentions." Ooh, ooh. And if you remember that story, like. There was a priest that walked by and avoided him. So the priest probably had good intentions to try to serve the the ones in need, but he just kept on walking by. <clears throat> the good Samaritan was the one that took the time and was actionable, you know? Yeah. Um, Look at the word intentional. Pull it up there in front of us here, Mike, so we can see it. Hope you guys are enjoying this today. You know, it's... uh. Very off the cuff. Well, yeah, you know, but I think the Holy Spirit's doing something. And we all need help on this. I mean, I know I do. I'm going to apply these. Eddie said on the phone while driving. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's on the phone while driving. I think he was talking about the story I was telling. Maybe, <laughs> but, or he might be driving. His, his, he might be driving his motorhome. <laughs> Eddie. Hey. All right, so intentional. 
done on purpose, deliberate. Okay, so that's that's good intentions versus intentional, mm-hmm. right? I had the good intentions, and I just, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let my my good guy, you know, persona kind of carry me, right? Mm-hmm. That's good intentions. I'm just, hey, you know, I got good intentions. It's probably gonna work out. Or intentional is done on purpose, deliberate. Another way to say it is done with purpose. Mm. Done with purpose. Love it. So purpose is a key word then yeah. to being intentional. So when you have good intentions versus being intentional, purpose, purpose is, is the bridge. Because you can't have, you can't really, you can't really, you, you, you can't really have good intentions and really be thinking about the purpose. I, I, I mean, I know, I know that you thought about it before and you go, okay, well, I got some good intentions towards it. I, I want to see that done. But the word purpose itself, because we've done a lot of, a lot of, you know, morning podcasts on the word purpose one way or the other. <clears throat> I mean, we've probably done more on that subject. And so the word purpose, when you say it, it's like, it's like an, it's an action. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it, it, it in itself is, something people search for it in itself is something people google why am i here so when you when you spend so much time trying to figure out what that is and you do you know even though it might be six months later a year later two years five years ten years later how how can you really treat something that's that precious right like you know with just good intentions it's like your kids your kids i'm viewed to read like in, in the bible a lot of there's a lot of men and women of god whose purpose you know, was to birth destiny. You know, I, I think of Abraham, you know, when, when, uh, you know, he, he was promised a purpose of his, a destiny, a purpose of his was to, to be a father of many nations. Well, before he could do that, he, he needed to be a father, right. To a promise. And I, you know, think about that for a second. You know, if I just had good intentions with Isaac, right. I mean, would that really be, would that really be me, you know, looking at it as purpose? I mean, he was even purposeful and intentional when it came time to sacrifice Isaac. I think it's interesting because the definition for intention is a thing intended, an aim, or a plan. So if you put good in front of that, a good thing intended, a good aim, or a plan, Mm. versus if you look at being intentional where it does have the word purpose attached to it, there's actually something behind what you're doing. It's not, hey, I just want to be good in what I'm doing. There's actually purpose behind what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not just doing it basically empty. Okay, it's, so you said that. Think about it. Okay, so good, good intentions is it's a good aim. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to shoot in the in the vicinity. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to you know I'm going to hit something in the vicinity. It's a good. What was the other thing? Plan. Good plan. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna work out somewhere in that neighborhood. Or intentional. I'm going to hit. I'm I'm going to aim towards my purpose. I'm going to aim. I'm going to plan towards my purpose. I may come up short. I may hit to the left or the right a little bit. We'll deal with that if that happens, but I'm aiming at my purpose. It reminds me of a quote that uh, an older, a real old, he's, he's old um, pastor that I knew said, used to tell me, he said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Mm. You know, and um, it's good. When I was thinking, <clears throat> I've talked about this group before, I think in our uh, Make It Happen meetings, but hey, uh, a band that I love is called Shane and Shane and they do oh, a lot yeah. of acoustic stuff. And there's a song that they did several years ago t- called turn down the music. And the story behind this song really talks about best of intentions. Mm-hmm. So basically there was this church that, uh, you know, was by a railroad mm-hmm. and 
when uh, you know these concentration camps uh, would basically transport all these Jews in a uh, in a train car and take them to these concentration camps. It was coming by during their morning worship, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know if it was because it, the church was hot or whatever, but they typically have their windows open. But so this one day, the, the train comes by, and they hear all these screams. There's like a, a bad smell that comes off this train. And so the, the people in the church are kind of like, man, you know, that, that was really distracting. So the next day, the uh, the choir director, the music minister basically says, we're going to sing a little louder today so that we don't get distracted by the noise because this comes by every day now. So the next day they try to sing a little louder <clears throat> to mask the, the issue out of there. And think about this for a second. So they did this continuously for several days. They were worshiping. And so I guarantee in their heart, they're like, well, we're worshiping, you know? Right. But they're, they're looking at this problem that's going by every day and they're trying to mask it with this good intention of just worship. And, uh, you know, I really started thinking about that too. Like we do that several times, you know, and we'll, and we'll tell ourselves, we'll lie to ourselves that, you know, well, I mean, look, I'm still doing a lot of good things, but sometimes the Lord's giving us a moment and we're trying to mask it with our good intentions when really it's like our comfort level or, you know, our plan of how we think this should look you know, or how this should go. Sometimes we're not intensive with the purpose or with being with God. Sometimes we get distracted with other things as well. So I feel like being intensive is the key to um, having also um, working at good intentions, if that makes sense. I don't know. I, I hope that makes sense. I just, well, I just think that there's... So being, being intensive, you mean like, you mean like being being uh focused, focused being focused in the, being it. in the yeah being being with god when yeah. you're with him yeah being yeah I, I see what you're saying there's a lot of words that make yeah so intensive you're saying I, I agree with that yeah so being being all about him yeah. when it's time is and not getting distracted by anything else that gets in your way it's good man i'm yeah. sorry go, go ahead no i just was gonna say it just again it can go back to sometimes our our best of intentions and and are attentive to, to detail as you talked about just now is we are going to put things that we feel are the priority mm. you know and when i talked about again like my leadership meeting i had plans to do certain things but i put them in an order that probably was better suited for what i wanted to do you know it might have been like okay i want to get out of here on time today and I know this is probably the greater need, but it's going to make me stay a little late. So I'm going to move this one because I really want to get home and watch, you know, TV or whatever it is, you know, whatever it might be. It could be small, it could be large, but there's times where we know like what God really needs us to do, or we know like what should happen in this moment. And God is like, I mean, giving us all the the momentum and he's just saying like, yes, Walter, you are right on it. Keep going, keep moving. And then we're like, but tomorrow yeah. would be yeah. a better day. Yeah. But God, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you loud and clear. But tomorrow is going to look a lot better, God. Yeah. And he's like, I already know what tomorrow looks like. And I'm telling you, seize the day right now. Sometimes, Do it. <laughs> sometimes we ignore it because we like comfort and we don't like being uncomfortable. And we don't like growing sometimes. But God is pushing us to grow and to move forward. Yeah, It's good stuff. Good stuff, man. Be intentional. I, You know, it's not easy to do. And... um it because you know Sam Sam kind of hit it on the head and I think it it wraps the whole thing up. The reason it's not easy to do is because you know because even even with 
we, we rely a lot on our talent. We rely a lot on our, um, you know, our gifts. Mm-hmm. We rely a lot on, you know, we, whether we, we, you know, we try, we try to do the things that we're really good at. We try to bring them to the surface as much as possible so they don't take as much time. And a lot of times those are the, that's a good intention. So it does, it does take being intentional. It takes being extremely focused. It takes being deliberate about it. And, um, you know, and, and so I think that we, uh, you know, we all can accomplish a lot more, you know, God's doing his part. That's the thing we have to understand. God's always going to do his part. And our, our part is, is, is never the heavy load. You know, our part as humans is, is always really to trust in him, but also just to, just to take the first step. You know I mean? Just to, you know, sometimes there's a quote that says that faith is, you know, taking the, the second step before the, or taking the, uh, second step before the first steps, you know, completely revealed or something of that nature. Is that, is that how you say it? And, um, you know, so I just, you know, I just, I really want to encourage us all to leave out of this place today, you know, and go, God, what have I just gone through the motions on? What have I had on autopilot? You know, what part of my life has been on cruise control? And um, it's good, man. Shane and Shane. I looked up Shane and Shane because there's a song I can't remember <clears throat> that my kids used to listen to when they were younger. It's like a popular song by them. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they, they're here for local, they're from local here, aren't they? It's different. They're Texas, I think. But Texas. I, but no I, I do think that they come here pretty often. <laughs> yeah, Shane. I mean, Shane. Uh, there's a real popular. I've heard song of them, but I don't know where they're from. There was a song that was popular by them that was um, that I know I have in my. Uh, so anyway, but uh, one's from California, the other one's from Texas. Boom! I was almost right. I was half right. <laughs> uh, song of the day is actually the one Walter mentioned earlier, which is from Shane and Shane, which is turned on the music. I haven't actually heard it, so I'm actually going to go listen to I it. I think I've heard you... it before. That's what... No. How's that go again, Ezra? No. I don't know. <laughs> it's like they, they're, they're, actually, they're actually a really cool... I, know. I um, feel like I heard You know who you listen movie. to them a lot? Wesley. Yeah. Wesley uh, from... West Gillett? West Gillett. Yeah. Yeah. Old, old Guestly Willett. Guestly yeah. Willett. Yeah. So on that note... Oh, shit. Hey, tomorrow we have a... Um, Hey, don't too much. Tomorrow, our Bible plan. Hey, man, listen, y'all can laugh all you Tomorrow, our Bible plan um, gets released. Tomorrow awesome. on Uversion. So, the awesome. uh, Unfair Advantage nice. will be available tomorrow morning on Uversion. Check it out. It's our brand new one, Unfair Advantage. Yo, while we're doing it, we just set up the oh, store. Uncomfortable. Oh. Uncomfortable hoodies are on <laughs> faithgear.co. Go grab those now. Scoop them up. Stay warm all through summer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we won't have them in the winter. No, we you won't. Know why? Because we're going to come up with some new ones. We'll have, Eventually, we'll have, we'll have Tossin Jonas. We'll have, yeah. we'll have five or six more drops before then. By the time yeah. Pierre gets done with Tossin Jonas will be Tossin Jonas tank tops. <laughs> We're coming out with a line of Faith Gear Mandals, so yeah. keep an eye out for those. Mandals. Okay, let's wrap this up before Ezra starts throwing some. <laughs> it's other going downhill out. really quick. <laughs> and on that note, on that note, we out. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer Group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.